I am awesome at the moment. This yeah. has been great. It is. Love hey. this corridor. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Um, you know, these these podcasts have to have a shelf life, but uh, you know, I, I I have to mention the fact there's lots of sport happening at the moment, and we'll always remember our fantastic All Blacks. But I've written down a little phrase here: New Zealand sport. What's the score? <laughs> What's going down, mate? Um, yeah, we're a sporting nation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good. I'm not sure if it's good all the time. <laughs> you know, what do you think? It's a, you know, it's a real head and heart thing, eh? Our All Blacks, our Warriors, our netballers, the Commonwealth Games, all that stuff is a big part of our DNA. It absolutely is. And when we're talking about identity, do we belong and what what, what gives us a sense of mana and a sense of being seen around the world, that's mm. our sport, isn't our it? Haka. Yeah. I'm so exactly. proud of the haka, eh? Yes. You know, you don't see the English doing a Morris dance or you don't see the – actually a lot of the Aussie teams are starting to do a bit of a an Aboriginal opening and stuff and just celebrating the collective. But, yeah, yeah, sport. Love it. Love it. Absolutely. And, and as a neuroscientist, I love sport because it's so important for so many of the things that we learn and that we use throughout our life, and it's a real space that we can learn, a real space that we can build resilience and so much learning in sport. This could be dangerous if you're going to start picking away at our sport emotions, you know. (laughs) Let's let's, let's talk about uh, uh, British soccer then. No, we won't. Let's talk about (laughs) sport. And um, and how are we going and how does it affect us as Tamariki? I've played sports since I was a, a little tight for the local rugby league club and stuff. Big part of my life. I loved it. Mm-hmm. wasn't that flash, but I'd made every team because I was a good guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the parties. <laughs> Get him on team so he can play. Yeah. And, and, and exactly when, we, when we're younger and it's also for the whanau around it, it creates that space. And I think we we're talking about it in another podcast of that community and you were saying yeah. that you belong to. And, and so we used to go down to the rugby clubs and meet up with everybody or if it was um, football or if it was volleyball or whatever, creates that connection space. But where we see it in the way of learning, it's an amazing space to learn cheering and um, being part of a team and losing and all of those interpersonal skills that sport brings. Even if you're a tennis player, you still have to work as a team and you have to work with people and all those sorts of things. So sports brings an element that some of our other education spaces don't bring in. Right. So it's, it's you know, sport can be a template for life to a degree. Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, one of the things I, I see a lot in our environment is the desire to stop competition. Oh. So what's the score? We don't take the score. You know, like we don't take the score because everybody's a winner. And I remember oh, when... when we hear violins. <laughs> and by the way, if you want to go down to the beach and play a game and stuff like that, don't take the score. Who cares? You know, like let's have some time when we don't. But yeah. I'm talking about in a generalised balance space. And I remember when my daughter was first in her first cross country and she came... I hated cross country. <laughs> a lot of people do, eh? Yeah. Um, and so she came in 10th. Now, when she came in 10th, she was skipping around and I saw her bending over and picking flowers on the way or something like that. And she got to the end and I said, oi, what was that? And she's like, oh, it's okay. I, I said, you came 10th like this. And she's like, yeah, it's... It, it, but I says, you didn't put your effort in. And a teacher walked past and I says, excuse me, is it, because I said to Morgan, is it better to come first or 10th? And she's like, I don't know. So I said to the teacher, is it better to come first or is it better to come 10th? And the teacher's answer was, it doesn't matter. 
Right. And I turned to Morgan and I said, sorry, yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> because why it does is because we have to understand that if I want to win, I have to understand losing. Yeah. And so I had realised that in our home we'd played board games, we'd played games where I'd taught my kids to lose, but never in a physical way because I wasn't a big sports person. So my mm. kids had never, I'd never raced them and taught them to lose. You see, so it's really interesting that she'd never learnt that concept. So we talked about it and we understood it. So next year when she was in the um, cross country, I'm pretty sure she came 10th again. But I was really proud of her because she was puffed at the end. And I talked to her about that. I said, you tried hard yeah. and you came 10th. There was a bigger field by that stage and more kids. And and I am fine with her coming 10th. But I also made her realise that the kids that came in before her had run faster than her, yeah. had done better than her. <laughs> it's called life. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so not everybody's a winner and it doesn't matter. What are we teaching our kids? Mm. Now, I am proud of her for coming 10th. I mm. am because she put in all her energy and she tried her hardest. Um, but I wasn't proud of her when she came 10th and she skipped around picking flowers yep. because that's not what the attitude I want for my kids. I want my kids to try, be okay with failure, but they have to try. And to try, they need to know that coming 10th is not as successful as coming first, right? right? right. Within the context, we're fine. Yeah. And this is what sport can bring in if we allow it to. Healthy, good learning yeah. of competition, of other people being better than us. And we can get that lots of places, music and drama and, um, you know, doing all these other situations. But sport is one of the best places we can learn that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're pretty good in this country. I mean, you just drive around on a Saturday and there's kids everywhere, uh -huh. soccer and netball and everything. It's pretty good. Is there is there um, differences between... Um, Tane and wahine, you know, like like, um, do they treat competition differently? Well, interest and and uh, always generalizing, right? So right yeah. across the gender spe spectrum, I could talk about the ones that sit at the male end of the spectrum, and you might go, oh, my daughter is exactly like that, right? And yeah. that's fair, cool. So I'm just generalizing at the ends of the spectrum because that's the easiest way to talk about it. Yeah, but generally before puberty. We're sort of the same. Do you know what I mean? We, right. we love getting out there. We love being part of the group. We sort of don't care too much if we win or lose. And participation is important, but we do need to still have the language around winning and losing and understanding those concepts. But it's sort of like, oh, we lost. And, you know, like, I go, how did you go? Oh, I'm not sure. Did we win, Mum? Or did we lose? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like, they yeah, really, really yeah, don't yeah. care. What happens when we hit puberty, generalising, is because of that whole testosterone impact, so it's more likely on the male end of the spectrum, there's this move, because when we hit puberty, we're moving from being protected to protecting. And we've talked about this in some of our other podcasts. And so what the male generalised role is in the village is to protect. Right. So if there was an attack or there was something where we needed to go out and hunt and provide, that male needs to know where he is in that status and that pecking order to see what role he needs to provide. So when they hit puberty, they have to work out where am I in this pecking order? So you would generalisingly have seen um, someone who lived in a village, a boy go and sort of pick on a little boy, a little mm. bit smaller than him, push him over and go, aha, I'm stronger than you. But what you'd also see is him go up to a slightly larger person and take them on because they're trying to work out where they fit. Competition, right? It's a natural thing. So if you take a group of boys out before puberty and you have a game and you go, oh, let's just go and play a game, and you open it, that you walk back and they might be going, oh, that was fun. After puberty, you walk back from that game, even yep. if you've said let's not take a score, 
They will be telling you who kicked the ball furthest, who ran the fastest, and they'll be saying, oh man, you kicked the ball way further than me, but I actually ran faster than you. And they don't have to be the best. If we've had that language of winning, losing, accepting, but after puberty, especially for those next few years, they are very focused on, are they better than you or not as good as you? To find their placement yeah. within that, 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 that space you're talking about. Wow, that's old DNA. It, it's just, it's just. I need to know where my role is. What, yeah. what we, we, if we go out and we suddenly have to do something, what would I be expected? Where am I expected to um, contribute and provide? Yeah. Do you see? And so we've got to give our boys, especially, a space for competition. Yeah. And 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 to compete. And it's not just in sport because you see some of your boys when they hit that puberty change, they suddenly become really good at maths and they yeah, get yeah. really good at that, or they um, want to. Um, get they form a band or yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm yeah, really yeah. good at this. And so they try and find that space. But if we take away competition, if we say, no, everybody's a winner, yeah. then how do we establish that space for ourselves? Yeah. yeah. Just listening to you. Um, that's good. I think, yeah, that is good. <laughs> that is good. Oh, I tell you what, you're doing well. <laughs> Never used to listen at school. Um, but that whole thing about... Um, Shaping and surviving, using sport to shape and survive. So if you're the hooker in the scrum and it's your job to get that ball back, those skills you can still take into the boardroom, you can still mm-hmm. take in, you know, the buck stops here with me. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I like about sport too. Or if you're the goal attack for the silver ferns or whatever, you've got a job to do. So I love the fact that we learn so many skills from a young age that we can take into an adult arena. Mm. Absolutely, and it's much easier, isn't it, to learn it on the sports field than um, in a really structured academic environment. That's quite yeah. hard to learn it in that space. We find it easier to learn in a more casual sort of relationally um, relaxed space. But you will, you'll learn that. You'll learn, uh-oh, I let the team down. Right. And I let the team down, <laughs> and which means next week I have to go out and practice a little bit harder and get better. So in the boardroom, you go, actually, this the buck stops, like you said, with me. And if I... Muck up. Yeah. We're mucking up. And I can take the responsibility for that and say, what do I need to do to yeah. improve? Instead of saying, wasn't my fault. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't me. It was a stink pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I pulled a hamstring. <laughs> yeah, just, just when I was filling in the budget. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what another way that we use language. And this is why I was really clear to tell my kids when they haven't done well. Yeah. I mean, my son loved rugby and he loved playing rugby and he was incredibly good at reading the game. I, mm, I, I would mm, notice mm. that. He knew everything that had happened and he could tell me afterwards and analyse it. But as a tackler, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he had too much fear, right? So he wasn't, you know. Self-preservation. Self-preservation. That's what and I called so it. he would go, Mum, I tackled today. And i go, well, actually, do you think it was what we'd call a tackle and I was once or twice I think he tackled a tackle that I would have called a tackle now I'm not a rugby player and it didn't worry me that I I totally understood it but I never said oh you're the best tackle I go yeah yeah. maybe you and and then he started playing basketball and I said to him I actually think you're quite a good basketball player Mm. and remember what I told you about rugby I've never said you're a good rugby player yeah yeah so he could believe me in that space but I was honest with him he understood and we would unpack what he thought he did well and what he didn't do well. And he does that in his game now. He goes, this is what I need to improve on and what I don't. And he can be honest with himself about where he's good and where he isn't. Yeah. Because I've been honest with him. If we tell our kids you were amazing, you were perfect. And you weren't. It was their fault they didn't pass it to you. Like you said, that was a stink pass. It was their fault. It's not yours. 
then how do they go out into the real world and work and or these athletes and actually reflect on their own practice and get better? Yeah, love it, love it, love it. Now, this is this is you need to think hard about this next question. (laughs) As uh, Te Iwi or Aotearoa, as New Zealanders, as Kiwis, whatever you want to call yourselves, are we good losers? Do you think? (laughs) So broad, I know, but who cares? It's our podcast. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I guess in some ways, and when you say that, because at the moment in the forefront is we've just had a couple of losses with the All Blacks, and we find it incredibly difficult because we're used to winning. Um, but I think in lots of places we can lose. You know, like if if if, if we didn't expect to be the top of the tables at the um, games, right? Commonwealth Games, yeah. Because we know we're not going to, so we're totally fine that we came where we came because oh, yeah, we're we realistic. Did, did fantastic, actually. Right, and we go, didn't we do well? Yes, but when our little nation doesn't win the All Blacks game, we absolutely lose the plot. Yeah. Because we've got no perspective in that space. We're not used to losing. And I was telling you before that when I went to the um, uh, the game against the Irish, the third game in Wellington, we were sitting there, um, kids and I went, and behind us was a young lady. And when we started to lose, she was like, why am I here? What a waste of money. Why did I even come? And I just realised that New Zealanders only go to watch the All Blacks to win. We're not used to losing. So... Yes, we can lose where we expect to lose. We're good losers when we're used to that. But in the yeah. All Blacks, we're not good because we expect to win. And that's ridiculous because <laughs> we are an amazing country. Yeah. But how can we expect to win every time? And if they don't, there's something, you know, inherently wrong. So, yeah. And there are peaks just, and yeah. troughs eh, in any, any sporting career Absolutely. You know, or any sporting journey. Yeah, but I think as a country – we play a lot more sports. We do a lot more stuff. And I think we are still quite good at losing, but we are getting worse because of our language, because of our reduction of competition, because we don't keep scores, because everybody's a winner, because we can't tell people they haven't done very well. Get rid of that, coach. Yeah, because, uh, wow, you know. that was tough. Yeah. So I, I, I think we are still quite good, but we are definitely quite quickly going down the rabbit hole yeah. with our language and some of our policies around we are not allowed to have winners and losers. Mm. Now, that's fine in some spaces. We can have some non-competitive sports and stuff like that. That's great, and yeah. especially when our kids are younger. Let's not worry about it too much. But there gets to a point where you do have to know that you are not as good as that other person, mm-hmm. that that person did that better than me. Yeah, and and you know everybody's talking about um, trauma and, 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 and resilience, and I think, you know, if you've tasted a bit of sour, you know what how good sweet tastes. Hey, eh? if yes. you've had a loss, yes. I mean, it was a bit like, and you know, and um, this podcast will go on for, for for thousands of years. But we've just had the All Blacks go through a losing streak, and then I got up and watched the game three o'clock in the morning, and I had a big grin on my face when they beat South Africa. Oh. You know, so yeah, it is an emotional roller coaster. One of the things I do love though is when I watch our Tongan community support their national side. Now, you don't live in Auckland. Auckland is the biggest Polynesian city in the world. They have got to be the best supporters of a national team in the world. But now, uh, that's a broad statement, whoever, whatever. But but now, I understand that quite often they don't expect to win. Mm-hmm. So they've come to see their boys play mm-hmm. under their national flag, and they're amazing. And if they... So, so, and and I absolutely hear that because when we were at the stadium for the Irish game, and we were losing, and 
I say I couldn't remember. We had that um, try down the um, field. He ran, and it was a full field try. The entire stadium was screaming at the top of their lungs. Right. Because we were losing, and all of a sudden we might win. And I, again, as a psychologist sitting there going, this is why we're not supportive of our All Blacks. Because we just sit there and go... Yep. Clap, clap, clap. Go, clap. Oh, yep. good. Excellent. We've won again. Yeah, we've won again. Bloody champion. Whereas all of a sudden we were going to lose. And like you said, you got up and you're smiling and you're excited and you're that sort of thing because when we might lose, winning is so much more exciting. Right. And and we, I don't see our passion in rugby. I know we're passionate in our voices, but man, you go, like you say, you go and see the Tongan or when I was over in. Um, Spain, when we went to the running of the bulls and you watch that or you go to a um, football game in England, or you even go to a football game in New Zealand and you've got the influence of that, you know, the the energy and the passion. And I think it's because we expect to win. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. We go to watch our boys win. Yeah. We don't go to watch them play. Yeah. What about kids? Well, I want to get back to kids and development and all the rest of it, because I belong to the uh, Teratu Roosters Rugby League Club. (laughs) And it was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm still mates with a lot of those guys. You know, I remember we had this old um, Parker couple. Um, you know, I was 22 playing rugby league and they would have been in their 70s or 80s and there'd be a couple of the boys and these were big lads, big Cook Island boys, big Tongan boys go up and get another beer and this old lady would say, no, I don't, fair too, I think you've had enough. And these guys would say, oh, okay, fair enough, thank you, bye. <laughs> you know, and just the things we learnt uh, being part of that bigger group and it was our club, um, which is so vital for, 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 for young people, eh? being part of a sporting team. Well, it's it, huge. There's our village. There's yeah, a lot yeah, of our yeah, villages, yeah. right? And we meet different people and different sorts of people with different opinions and different ways of thinking and acting and being. Yeah. And we go, oh, I quite like that way of being. I've never thought about that way of being before. Or I like that attitude and I've seen that attitude. Or actually, you've got a different belief system to me, but I really like you. So yeah. I understand that we can have different beliefs. And yeah. and this is where our village comes in. And your rugby space, your league space created a um, a village. Yeah, yeah. Which is another hugely important thing. And then I hear other stories of, uh, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Of a relation of mine years ago. I says, oh, how's so-and-so going? And she's, oh, pure. He was deputy head boy of the school. He was doing so well. Then he discovered rugby and then he discovered beer and then he discovered girls and everything changed, you know. So there's always a positive <laughs> yeah, and a negative. Just a minute, it changed for her. It changed for him. Oh, Who right. was the positive and the negative? Oh, no, fair comment. Did he find a village? Did he find a place to be? Did Kilda. he find a, you know, so I get that what she's thinking, but actually where, is, where was his Space. He suddenly felt some, and and being head boy, who was that dream? Was that his dream? Was that his fulfilment? Did he feel really good in that space, or did he find it there, or in both places? Yeah. So actually, you've just turned that on its head, haven't you? <laughs> but that's cool. That's cool. But yeah. Yeah. So our tamariki, um, I think it's awesome that we encourage sport for our kids. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome that they learn uh, to lose. Mm. Yeah, and build that resilience. Yeah, and, and, and sometimes when I'm training in front of an audience and we're on the subject, I ask the audience to put up their hand if they've never as an adult experienced yeah. losing. Have you ever, you know, gone for a job and not got it? Um, have you failed at something? Have you felt um, belittled or, you know, put down by other people at any stage? You know, all of these feelings. And, of course, nobody puts their hand up. Nobody puts their hand yeah. up because we all experience that as adults. So my un- 
understanding is that until we can take all of that away for us as adults. Take what away? Losing, feeling failure, feeling inadequate, yep. all of that sort of stuff. If we, if we had never felt that, I mean, yeah. have you ever felt inadequate? Or, um... Hey, I've been, <laughs> I was telling somebody the other day, I've been for so many auditions in my life and I don't think I've ever got one. <laughs> right? any, any gig I've had to create myself <laughs> because it created resilience. Do you see? Yeah. So if, I get some of the Māori gigs. <laughs> if we could take away all failure, if we never had to experience that as an adult, then we can take it all away for our kids. Do you see what I mean? Yes, 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 yes. But we yes. are never going to get rid of that. That has to happen because someone always has to get That's that good. gig that you don't get or someone has to get the audition or the job or they liked me better than you did and all that sort of stuff and relationships and, and all those sorts of things. We are going to have failure, losses, experience those feelings. And, and the only way we're going to cope with them is to learn that, and that starts and live with it. With a little rip of rugby, when you don't get the thing, and the parent goes, "Oh, that's a shame that you weren't able to score that try." You know, like all that that little corridor, that little feedback. As a little kid, we bounce a lot better when we're little. Um, when we give that honest feedback, actually, hun, I don't think you're a very good tackler. You're really good at reading. You know, I'm not saying put them down about everything. You're yeah. really good at reading the game. Uh, but are, no, I are don't. Are you saying we should be honest? <laughs> What's wrong with you, woman? How right, dare yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because guess what? It yeah. happens. Yeah. It happens when you get older. You will not get things. You will be rejected from this, not get your auditions. Yeah. And it's going to hurt. It's going to feel stink. But you can come back because you're resilient. And and a huge part of that is through being honest, learning it through our um, sports, and not making our kids feel perfect about everything. Yeah. Because life isn't perfect. Oh, that's for sure. And yeah. you're going to have your dark days. Yes. You know, and we need to equip them. It's our job to equip them to, to have the resilience for those dark days. We mm. have a couple of parenting types in the parenting game. One is called the Parentus Jellyfishicus. <laughs> which wrapped their children up in cotton wool. Hey, I was on the board for our primary school, and one of the hardest things we ever <laughs> had to get through was having a school camp. Oh, my goodness, school camps now. We can't do them anymore. Hey, because these kids were going to climb trees. <laughs> okay, and then we had like a treasure hunt at night Ooh. with spooky masks. And then I used to put food colouring in the porridge and, oh, no, my son won't eat that. He, he won't know what it is. It's just it's porridge, but it's just purple. <laughs> you know? But, you know, it's, um, yeah, all that stuff is, is, is um, we've got to build character, eh? And a sport's a big part of that. And losing's a big part of that. Yeah. Because we don't re- react very well. And, unfortunately, I don't know, I'll, I have to be careful with this, um, that if the All Blacks do lose, mm-hmm. uh, it's not good for family. And that's an absolute. You're absolutely correct in all of that. There has been statistics. I mean, in the Spike World Cup, in violence. the World Cup, we actually had extra um, resources on ready to lose because of that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was. It, it is an absolute statistic. You're absolutely correct in that. That it will increase so in, in family violence because of that frustration and all of that sort of stuff. You, you, you are right, and that's a whole different space. Yeah. Um, and it's not too, okay. Yeah, and that's too okay. much investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it. But we do need to be in that space where. We can accept losing where we're not expecting to win. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with our all-black space. Is where, I mean, you're a, you're a warrior supporter. Yes. Do you go to the game expecting to win? Look, <laughs> look I think you're being a little unfair. Enough. You know, 
I'm a bit like the Welsh, okay? <laughs> we like to sing, we like to drink beer, and we got the faith. Yeah, but you go to watch them play, right? Yeah. You go to watch them play. Yeah. We watch them to win. Yeah. So that's what we expect. I mean, when I went to watch the third game, the Irish game, I said to the kids, there is zero chance we're going to lose because we've lost the last one. I we said that to... on radio. Yep. <laughs> I said that on radio. I says, well, what do you think about the game? I says, bro, we're going to smash these yeah, Irish yeah. fellas. Yep, absolutely, because we've lost one. We know we're... And I said, no way. And by the end of it, I was like, I... that was just beyond my even thought process. If I'd had a lot of money, I would have. Um, wouldn't because the odds were so, you know, bad. But I w- there was no way we weren't going to win. Hey, and it's okay. <laughs> I, I mean, question mark, but statement as well. <laughs> it's okay that our kids go through three or four sports to find the right one. Eh? As long That's as they, as long as they're learning on the way, they're building that resilience. Are they yeah. getting better? At it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But we don't want them vacating that sport because they are not the best. Right. Right. So we want them to be going through these things, um, feeling a sense of failure. And so my daughter's sport was karate when she did it. And it was in that early adolescent stage when, you know, and it is all those different things, your body changing, your fitness and stuff like that. And she wanted to drop out. And I really, really was quite honest about pushing her through because it was when she was feeling that slight sense of failure in something and all that. And I pushed it and she loved it and she got to a black belt and she succeeded and stuff like that. But I pushed her through enough because I could see that she was waning because of some variables that weren't about her not enjoying it anymore just at that moment. She yeah, was going through some changes. But So if your kids, you can see that they want to go from, like Mason's gone from rugby to basketball, mm. it's because he was little and he, he's waves 6'2 now, but he was little and he was going to compete against bigger kids. They couldn't find a age, you know, weight grade from him. So he went into basketball. That's fine. Yeah. Totally. Right, do you see? Yeah. But if they're leaving because they're not the best, because they didn't get player of the day every day, and they f- then, no, that's not okay. You keep them in that sport and yeah. you let them keep feeling that tension. Do yeah. you see? Yeah. But if they're moving and they're going into another one because they want another challenge or they actually... All good. Totally fine. Do you see it? So it's the depending on why we're moving between it. Don't leave that sport because you're not the best. My, um, my eldest boy went from um, rugby league to um, to jiu-jitsu. And I said, if you don't keep playing rugby league, I'm going to make you play the recorder. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then There's my a wa- parenting tip for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But talking about the parentis jellyfishing, <laughs> they, 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 they wrap their kids in cotton wool and, 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 and it's just not good that our kids don't make mistakes. Our kids have got to make mistakes. That's the best classroom in the world. They got to feel a little bit of safe pain. They got to make some safe mistakes. Mm-hmm. I don't want them making mistakes when they're eighteen or nineteen or twenty and mm-hmm. the law's knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. But if they're making mistakes when they're five or six and we can work through them, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. The other parent type is the lawnmower parent, and what they do is they get in front of their kids and making sure that the huarahi or the roadway is all perfect and clear for them to walk down on it. Eh? And I think some of the best lessons I've had in life is um, is quite often when I've lost or when things have been hard, you know, and you go, ooh, that ain't going to happen again or whatever. So well, It's yeah. hard to reflect on yourself when you have been completely successful, you know, like you've, you've got to turn around and say, Oh, I'd never be that? in that position. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so if you were going to uh, – if if you're going to say top three, top five, the benefits of our tamariki playing sport – and the benefits of taking the score. Yeah, it's, it's, it's those relational skills. It's those world skills. 
So um, working as a team. Yeah. And one of the things that we don't have to do so much anymore is to work as a team. And there's a couple of skills in there. There's taking turns, there's sharing, there's validating other people's um, efforts and stuff like that. When my kids were growing up, we played board games and we talked about, you know, you have to take turns, you have to validate each other, you have to wait for each other, all of those sorts of things. Um, When I was a kid and I had, you know, I grew up with five of us in the home, you had to wait for your brother to watch his stupid program before you could watch yours and I had to share a room with my sister. So all of these interpersonal skills that we had, when you look in a generalised sense at Farno now, you often have, we've got our own devices, we've got our own rooms and if we haven't got our own rooms we've got our own devices which means we don't sort of have to share spaces Um, we don't have to wait for other people to um, have their turn we probably don't play board games and do you see so where are we learning those interpersonal skills of even just validating each other like like, hey that was really good Uh, man you did well I noticed what you did before and sport can bring all those in Yes. and when we get into work what we are finding, because I do a bit of work with work, um, a bit of support with work transition, is we're finding the generation that's moving into work now. We're getting significantly more HR issues. Um, people talking about being bullied in the workplace, and yes. I, there is bullying in the workplace. There yep. is bullying in the workplace, but some of these situations are because someone's done some work, and the boss has said that's probably not good enough to hand over to the client. or Right. You know, right? Because this is where the – it's not NCA and everybody can pass, or it's not we can tell everybody they've got to, um, you know, give everybody a player of the day. This is actually yeah. – we've got to do the work. And sorry, this work is not good enough to give to the client, or we are not able to do this, or you haven't finished right. on time. I know where you're going with this. Right? And so they go, oh, don't be mean. You're don't, bullying you're, you're me. You're bullying me. Wow. You're not appreciating what I've done. You don't appreciate – you know, and, and this is not on the – individual because this is what we've taught them it's okay you give we'll give you another go this is what if the system fail, and the machine teaches yes. them if you fail we'll, you can resubmit my daughter was even saying that she it, she's noticed the change already at university they were allowed resubmits they weren't at the beginning of the term they were allowed resubmits she goes and oh and 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 people who resubmit almost always get one point above that was just her anecdotal speech by the way and she's like so we're teaching people to resubmit they get at least one point more if you complain about the the Something. mark you've got, yeah, right? right? So, so and and it's the system, and the system's telling you if you complain enough, or you or you don't get what you want, you're allowed to complain instead of going. Actually, I wonder if this work wasn't good enough. Yeah, Kilda. So, Kilda. So those lawnmower parents, absolutely, those parent jellyfishes or whatever. You think you're doing the best by your kids because. You, you do say to the teacher, I think they did better than that, and I think they deserve that, and I think you shouldn't, you know, tell my child the honest truth because it upsets them. But do you see that's not how the real world works? And we're not doing our tamariki a favour no, at all. We're doing no. the opposite. We think we are because it feels right in the moment because yeah. we fix it for them. So my analogy is building muscle, and if you're in the gym and you're laying down on the bench and you're pushing the weights up above you, so you're pushing the bar up above you, and you're pushing that weight up, you're going to – you're going to stretch into an uncomfortable position, and you're going to um, increase your weight uh, into increase your muscle. Sorry, if you push, uh, make it hard. If you push a tiny little weight, you're not going to increase your muscle capacity. But if you're pushing that bar up and you get into a place where you can't move, do you want your personal trainer to come up and grab the bar off you and take it away? No, you want them to spot you, right? So they give you a little bit of help, and then they pull their hands away and they go, "Oh, oh you need a little bit more help, right?" 
And then that person gets it and they go, oh, cool, I did it. I succeeded. And then the brain and the muscles change that next time you can push through and next time you can push through. And as parents, we have to step back and say, I'm not going to grab that weight from you. But what can I do just to give you a little bit of assistance? What do I need to give you a little bit of assistance? Do I just need to clap a bit louder and go, give it, just try a bit harder? Mm. Or do I actually have to hold that bar a little bit through the tough bit and then let it go? And that's what parent good parenting is. But we 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 jump in and we grab that bar, and go, don't worry, sweetheart, I will lift that weight for you because I can see it's hurting. See, I'm when you were saying that, I just thought about the welfare system straight away. Hand out or hand up, you know, where do we have a machine or do we have a, 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 a system that when things do get hard and people need help, people need help. And I'm happy for my taxpayer, for my tax dollar to go and help people who are less fortunate. But, um, you know, when you talk about just um, assisting with that heavy weight of life, um, I'm not sure that that's happening out there in our society anyway. And do you see how that disempowers? Yes. Yes, it yes. does. Yes. So, and that's why I'm very clear and when we talk about it all the time, money isn't, purely money isn't the answer. No. Handing someone money, we've got to change the way we are, the way we feel about ourselves, the way we interact with each other, the connections and all those sorts of things because just just increasing the money doesn't increase people's resilience, doesn't increase people's ability to get through those um, tough times. Well, you know, I always I always talk to my phone about a, 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 some some people who have a poverty of spirit, okay? And, and, you know, and I really support what you say because if we can build up their spirit, you know, my dad, no education, used to cut firewood up in the back of a hokianga, but our home was spotless, mm-hmm. Our home was a good home. It was a humble home. We had a quarter acre section and it was all planted full of silver beet. We had nectarine (laughs) trees. And this isn't a hugely intelligent man, but he knew who he was. He had spirit and he knew how the buck stopped with him. So, you know, even though we're talking about sport and taking the score, I mean, it has such an impact on the way we live our lives, eh? Can I just, and and, and, because this is what I do, I'm going to pull out one word there. What? what did you just say that your father wasn't a hugely intelligent man? Oh, I didn't say that. Eh? I should have said educated. Right, do you see? Because he was a hugely yes, intelligent yes, man. Yes. And this is something, again, this is one of my things at the moment. Is this... Oh, I feel stink now. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. No, but do you see? This, <laughs> no, is, our, right. this is our system. Right. Is because we are saying there is less value in knowing how to plant food, grow your own food, support your whanau, keep a good home. As education, you know, like, so if you do well at school and you get your A's and your, you pass your things, there is more value. This is the, yeah, this is yeah, the system. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. more value in that than being able to keep your family provided 100%. Yeah. There. And it's, it, it, it's what we have to step back and see because that's what I'm spotlighting is that you said that word because that's our system says yep. he wasn't a hugely educated man. Yeah. Intelligent man. Yeah. A hugely intelligent man. He was freaking intelligent. Yeah, he totally. was a, 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 everything. Yeah. But he didn't pass school. Yeah, he didn't tick those boxes. Right, but does that actually? I know lots of people who have got A pluses and have come through school, but they wouldn't have provided for their whānau as well as. Or that would have been a hopeless dad or mum or whatever. Yes, do yeah, you see? Yeah. It was funny. Yeah, interesting, uh, eh? Yeah, it is interesting, and, and and I'm a part of this machine. It's you know I've been. We, hope we are too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was funny. I, I was up in Darwin, 
and I was in a cab with a typical Australian, this is the entertainment section of our podcast, typical Australian uh, cab driver, you know, g'day mate, where are you from mate? Says I'm from New Zealand, oh New Zealand, eh? blah, 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 whatever. And uh, we went past some, um, some tangata whenua of Australia and uh, he says, look at those buggers mate, just sitting there on the ground doing nothing. And I says, and it, and it, and it made me angry. <laughs> and uh, I says, you ever heard the term Mother Earth? Yeah, of course I have. And I says, well, to those people, that is their mother. They're quite comfortable sitting on the ground. Oh, yeah, whatever, mate. You know, they sit right in there. I says, you know, they're amazing scientists, aren't they, those people? What do you mean? I says, well, you know, I'm pretty well educated, but I couldn't survive in that world, mate. They can eat. They know whether, how to navigate through the bush. I was just trying to get back <laughs> at this guy, <laughs> eh? But I'm actually right in what I say. You know, these 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 people, you know, we call them uh, iwi moi moia, which is the dream, the dream time people. Right. Yeah, yep. iwi moi moia. You know, they're scientists in their own realm. But their brand mm-hmm. ain't that flash. Mm-hmm. Unless you're playing rugby league and scoring in the corner, well, we're yeah, a mess. Yeah, that's, that's when we that's when we'll pull them up and 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 say, yeah, here's who you are and stuff like that, and we'll value you. Yeah, if you step into our world and and, and increase our brand, right, and yeah. tick that box. Yeah, well, it's increasing our brand, isn't it? So that's yeah. okay now. But you're over there, and this is this is it. What is what do we want for our young people? What do we want for them? through that journey, what do we want them to learn on the way that's actually going to contribute to them being a really holistic human being as an adult? And when you talk about your father, what a beautifully holistic, caring, loving man. Yeah, yeah, totally. Isn't that what we want? Yeah, totally. And Dad's been gone, he died early 80s, and I still quote him. I still talk about him. His legacy lives on. That's a pretty successful dad, eh? Absolutely. And he encouraged us. He encouraged us to play sport. Uh, I, 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 I brought a budgie home from primary school once. That weekend he built me an aviary. He was just <laughs> invested in me, eh? Wow, yeah, beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I know all, all, all sorts of things about peach-faced lovebirds and stuff. But <laughs> the other thing about sport, mm-hmm. uh, should we keep the score, in life I like to have a look at the scoreboard mm? and to see where I'm going. You know, through the game of life, eh? Just, just as a, as a check-in. Okay, now I'm a bit behind the game, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just using that analogy. But it's important for me to see how my progress is going. How would we get better? Yeah, exactly. You know, I want to be sitting there, and, and and what I love about a lot of what I do in my trainings, and I try and do more and more of them, is where I allow interaction. Yeah. And I encourage people to challenge me and ask me questions. Yeah. And I'll get a question. I'll go, I don't know. Yeah. You know, like, or, Aren't you meant to be the expert lady? <laughs> <laughs> or I'll listen to someone else. I'll go, man, that's amazing. I haven't even thought of doing it that way. Or that's a much better way of approaching that. Or can someone else help me? And, 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 and the only way we can do that is by saying, I'm not as good as that person in that space. Yeah. I'm very good at what I do over yeah. here, but I'm not as good as. And unless we can admit that, we can't strive to be better. Right. So it stops you from being a life learner, right? If you block those things yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. I know everything. I'm the expert and so you can listen to me and I'm not listening to anything you say. And and I, I just think that's yeah, it's it, it would stagnate. It'd be an, an incredibly I I would find it a very uninspiring place to be. Yeah, I um you used a, you used the term uh, I'm an expert, uh, just as an example. And uh, I find it hilarious just listening to talk back radio and watching social media. 
that we've got so many people <laughs> who would be, I don't know why they haven't rung me, would be, should be the next All Black coach. Hey, absolutely. We know what to do. Absolutely. And you know, we bring back Buck. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring back Buck. Actually, I met him many, many, many years ago when I was a young girl. Yeah, yeah. Yep, they were doing the, one of the ads with him and um, Scotty and um, the Toyota um, guys. Oh know, yeah, 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 yeah. It was fantastic. What a yeah. what a lovely, oh. humble man. And and you know, like, and I think when you meet some people who could put themselves on a pedestal. And when you meet them, they haven't put themselves on a pedestal. That's a real person, and, and I think that's uh, I think that's one thing that we should be learning is humility, and we aren't the best, and and that's what sport, and and it's not just sport. We see it also in the arts, um, and so if you are doing your drama, if you're doing your um, language learning, someone's going to be better than you, and you're going to be better than them. All of those spaces. So uh, there's there's huge environments where we can learn all this resilience and social interactions and. But sport is one place that it can happen, but it will only happen if we as adults feedback honestly, if we let our kids know that they haven't actually quite achieved the, the level that they want to in a really nice way, in that tolerable way. So if you think about that weight, that's to stretch you uncomfortably, yeah, good. but not too much, not too little. You know, yeah. it's that Goldilocks space, right? Yeah, for sure. And each kid's different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, if we want to resource our kids for the future, which isn't an easy, nice, gentle future... Um, we need to help them when they bounce yeah. a bit easier earlier on. So, yeah, let's keep the score. Tēnā koe, Catherine. Thank you for your um, contribution. I was going to say something really, really flowery and supportive. <laughs> but all I'm going to say is, you're awesome. This is uh, Pure Today and Catherine Burkett. I'm asking the questions, she's answering them, and we're having fun. Be safe, Kilda. Kilda. Sure